right, folks, and welcome aboard Tuesday Night Edition Philip Ward Show. We have entered the 701st day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 1,069 LOL days left to go. Today, the New York Post front cover, I'm looking at it as we speak, quote, Hillary the spy. Folks, the only word I can use to describe my feelings toward this situation is frustrated because imagine if the tables were turned and a Republican candidate for President of the United States was openly, well, I say openly, I mean, it was this covert, behind-the-scenes, secret operation that was going on where the Democratic nominee for president was literally spying, spying on the Republican candidate. Think about it if Donald Trump was spying on Hillary Clinton's campaign. And then after, I, I, I can't even bring myself to saying, and then if Hillary won the presidency and was the president, oh my God, sends a shiver literally down my spine. But if that was Hillary and that was Trump who was doing that, folks, he'd be dragged into prison. He'd probably already be in prison. But because Hillary Rotten Clinton did it, She's fine. Even was asked today, I think it was the Daily Mail, a reporter for the Daily Mail was saying, Hillary, did you spy on the campaign? Are you ever going to comment on on your spying scandal? She just says nothing at all. Rich Lauer, so like I said, the front cover of the New York Post today, Hillary the spy, outrage over revelation that Clinton paid for access to Trump's PCs, Trump's computers. And remember, folks, I mean, Hillary Clinton has so many scandals that surround her. The Clinton family trying to cheat in an election. Well, the Clintons, they're not, you know, they're, <laughs> they know a thing or two about cheating. Just take a look at Slick Willie. I mean, jeez, <laughs> it's just nuts, folks. It really is. Remember, it's not even like Barack Hussein Obama didn't know about it. If you remember, folks, we go back to the January 5th. 2017 meeting literally in the oval office and it's not like joe unity biden is clean and oh he just again you know he's given this speech today to county leaders and again he's just embarrassing himself he told another lie today we have we have the evidence of his lie you know he, he comes up with with these stories that he just openly lies about this Amtrak story or how he used to be a truck driver. It's just, the, you know, how he went to college and he graduated at the top of his class. He, he just open. it's so easy for him to lie to people, folks. And now, and this guy here, this guy is supposed to be the leader of the free world, our commander in chief. Oh, by the way, tomorrow's supposed to be invasion day. I mean, Vladimir Putin and Russia are supposed to invade Ukraine tomorrow. Again, what kind of invasion goes where, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, I think we're going to invade on Wednesday. Does that work for you? I mean, what is that? But anyway, so Joe Unity Biden, he's in this January 5th, 2017 meeting in the Oval Office with uh, the acting attorney general at the time, Sally Yates, the FBI director, James Comey, the uh, NSA 
Director, National Security Agency Director Michael Rogers is in there. CIA Director John Brennan's in there. The National Intelligence Director James Clapper. Uh, the National Security Advisor Susan Rice. Remember Susan Rice writing an email on January 20th while Donald Trump is literally being inaugurated as president and was saying, well, POTUS wants us to do things by the book. And then, folks, after that, so after January 5th, the next day, on January 6th, here's this report that comes out about Russia's interference in the election. Now, Obama wanted a report to be out there saying, uh, connecting Flynn, Michael Flynn, who was Trump's pick for the National Security Advisor. He, and, and by the way, going back to 2014, Barack Hussein Obama actually fired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. He didn't care about framing him. He hated him. In 2014, he fired him. So he's trying to link Flynn with Russia. And again, this is and, and, and this is the White House side of it. This is the Obama side of it. You also have, and he knew, because we know from the Director of National Intelligence, John Radcliffe, who declassified the document, sent it to Lindsey Graham that came out and was showing that literally, quote, Hillary Clinton was going to stir up a scandal connecting Trump with Russia. Now we know, and again, this is after Clinton and her campaign paid for the Steele dossier. Remember Christopher Steele, the British spy who's hired by Fusion GPS, the opposition research group who was who was uh, funded by Perkins Coie, the DNC's law firm, Hillary Clinton's law firm, Michael Sussman, Mark Elias, all and 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 that dossier is what the FBI runs with so that they themselves can spy on the Trump campaign. And you know when we talk about the swamp, the sewer that is Washington DC, it just runs so deep. And anyway, so Rich Lowry writing in the New York Post, turns out the real threat to norms was the Hillary Rotten Clinton campaign. From the perspective, and by the way, I want to go through this. Greg Jarrett writes a great piece today um, for Fox News with the headline, and we'll get to it in a minute here. Hillary Clinton was the mastermind behind the Trump-Russia collusion hoax and yet may never face justice. I think that's why I'm frustrated today. Because how does one person continue to walk free? Benghazi, 30,000 deleted emails, the Clinton body count, the spying scandal, this Russia gate now, and Hillary Rotten Clinton is still walking free, literally today, in the Big Apple. It's just, it, it's insane. Folks, if anyone else did this, they'd be in prison. They'd be in jail. I mean, she is just, Hillary Clinton is a rotten, evil woman. She truly is. Now, Lowry writes, from the perspective of several years ago, it's the stuff of an implausible political thriller or a conspiratorial YouTube account. One presidential campaign spies on another as part of a broad effort to get government agencies to pick up the baton and launch a high-stakes investigation of the new president that hampers his first years in office and consumes massive public attention. And by the way, 
I'm going over this again, folks, and we're going to continue to go over it. And then we're going to go over it again and then go over it again. I do apologize if I if it sounds like I'm repeating myself. But, folks, you need to understand how big this is. We had one presidential candidate spying on another. And the mainstream media, they were complicit. They were all in. They were literally the ones night after night, day after day, peddling the same lie that the Hillary Clinton campaign came up with themselves. That it was Trump who was colluding with Russia to steal an election. It was Hillary Rotten Clinton's campaign who was colluding with Russia. And how about this today, folks? The RNC tweeting this. Coverage of the Durham probe from last Saturday to yesterday. ABC News, folks, think about this. ABC News reported on this for zero seconds and zero minutes. NBC News, you bet, zero seconds, zero minutes. CBS News, zero seconds, zero minutes. MSDNC, zero seconds, zero minutes. No one has even mentioned the Durham probe. No one has mentioned this new reporting that Hillary Clinton was literally spying on the Trump campaign and then into the Trump White House as well. Now, Propaganda News, CNN, surprised the living daylights out of me. They spent a full, get this, two minutes and, zero, and, and 30 seconds covering the Durham probe. That's about it. And no one, again, if you just come home from work and you want to watch ABC or NBC or CBS, because those are supposed to be the trusted, nonpartisan, straight news right down the middle reporting, you know, basically, news channels that, that you, you go to because you're supposed to trust them and they haven't said a single word about this. So, um, where could, by the way, um, again, this investigation that hampered Trump's first uh, couple of years in office. Lowry writes today, where could such a thing happen? Maybe Brazil or Equatorial Guinea? Well, we now know it happened right here in the United States. The latest from special counsel, John Durham, is that a tech executive connected to the Hillary Clinton campaign mind internet contacts between Russia and the entities connected to Donald Trump in a search for material to try, as Durham put it in the court filing last week, to establish an inference or narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. Russiagate did more than its share to undermine the norm that losing campaigns should accept the result of free and fair elections and to erode confidence in institutions at the highest levels of our government. Again, I remember this poll that came out a few uh, months ago. Republicans have no trust at all in the FBI. Registered voting Republicans, no trust at all in the FBI. And I would say, why would we? Why would we trust the FBI? especially when they're going to spy on the Trump uh, campaign, the Trump transition team, the Trump presidency. Why would we ever trust them, folks? Why would we? When you have an FBI director like Jim Comey, who's in on this plan on January 5th, 2017. Now, one way to minimize the harm 
of, of what Russiagate has put on the way that we look at and the way we trust the government, us as conservatives, I'm saying, one way to minimize the harm, uh, Lowry puts it, is to insist on accountability. Now, I think that that's the bare minimum we could do. I mean, I don't think the Democratic Party should ever have power ever again. I really, truly don't. These people are socialists, borderline communists. They don't care about the American people. They don't care about kids. Take a look at kids in classrooms who are still wearing masks, even though we saw at the Super Bowl two days ago, everybody, no masks at all. All the celebrities and the rich, elitist, ruling class of people in this country, no masks for them. But when it comes to your kids, well, they're still wearing masks. The people who were most invested in Russiagate for the longest, though, are least interested in revisiting its origins, let alone in apologizing for their own credulousness or malice. He writes, according to Durham, a tech executive named Rodney Joff engaged in the information operation against Trump and his campaign. He allegedly coordinated with Michael Sussman, a lawyer for the Clinton campaign and his highly connected law firm, Perkins Coie. That did work for both the Clinton campaign and the Democratic Party. Durham notes that Joff also joined up with an investigative firm that Perkins Coie hired on behalf of the Clinton campaign. Numerous cyber um, researchers, employees at various internet companies, and researchers at a U.S.-based university. He sought, he said, to please VIPs in both the Clinton campaign and Perkins Coie. Joff analyzed so-called domain name system internet traffic connected to Trump Tower and Trump Central Park West Apartment Building. Shockingly, the data effort continued after Trump was inaugurated, after he was president, folks. They were still spying on Donald Trump and Donald Trump's computers. Joff took advantage of his company's sensitive arrangement to provide services to the executive office of the president for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. Folks, it, it, now he's now they're spying on the White House, though. How is this not a breach of national security? How is it? Because there could be classified stuff there, and here the Clinton campaign is getting it after they lost the election? Now, meanwhile, Sussman used the deceptive work product from all of this sleuthing to try to convince the FBI and apparently the CIA that Trump was colluding with Russia. Durham has indicated uh, or indicted, excuse me, Sussman for lying to the FBI to try to hide his connection to the Clinton campaign. Durham pointedly refers to what Sussman was hawking as purported data. Remember, white papers as well. The uh, This operation was a, a piece with... Uh, the Steele dossier that helped launch the FBI probe of the Trump campaign that morphed into the... And remember this. Remember the Mueller investigation, folks? I remember Joe Scarborough, MSDNC Joe Scarborough, literally put a picture of Robert Mueller in his house. How desperate, how much of a loser do you have to be to do that? And remember what the Mueller investigation found? Nothing at all. Because why? They were never going to find anything at all. There was never collusion with Trump and Russia. It was with Hillary Rotten Clinton and Russia and Alpha Bank. And then Mueller testifies and he doesn't even know what Fusion GPS is. 
mean, what an idiot. Or to, uh, to use Durham's terms, purportedly, or excuse me, purported data drove purported investigations and ungodly amounts of purported journalism, all billing toward purported collusion that eventually, under the weight of facts and logic, came to absolutely nothing. Now, if anyone involved in this investigative and journalistic fiasco is embarrassed by it, they haven't shown it. If any of them thinks it's bad practice to spy on a campaign and a newly elected president to use the resulting information to try and gull U.S. government agencies, they haven't said so so far. If any of them are thinking never again, they won't admit it. And until they do, maybe they should temper their preachiness about threats to our system and norms. Talking, of course, about our mainstream media. Donald Trump has been reacting to the... Uh, Durham probe, he's saying it's the crime of the century. Says it looks like this is just the beginning because if you read the filing and have any understanding of what took place, and I called this a long time ago, you're going to see a lot of other things happening having to do with what really just is the continuation of the crime of the century. Says this is such a big event, nobody's seen anything like this. He says, who would think a thing like this is even possible? Durham is also coming up with things far bigger than anybody thought possible. Nobody ever thought a thing like this would be even discussed, let alone a, an act like this committed, saying, quote, this is treason at the highest level. I think he's absolutely right. Also says it's no different than Watergate, except, and by the way, Watergate ended with the Republican president, um, Richard Nixon, resigning from office. And, 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 and yet... He resigns, yet Hillary Clinton walks free, and, and, and he had, like, people, remember, uh, break into uh, the Democrat headquarters at Watergate Hotel and get some information, and then they said that he knew, and then he resigned. Well, look at, I mean, the way that they treated Nixon back then, you know, the Washington Compost, um, and, and, and uh, Woodward and his, and his buddy there, I forget the other guy's name, it doesn't matter at all, um, and, the, and then obviously with, um, with, uh, uh, Bernstein is the guy's name, Carl Bernstein. And then um, Deep Throat, you know, the, the FBI, um, I think he's the number two at the FBI at the time. You have to forgive me, folks. Wasn't alive when it happened. But, I mean, he says, you know, this is no different than Watergate, except it's a much more important location. It is the same theft, just modern day. It is not even believable. And yet, folks, no one in the mainstream media... And it's only John Durham as well that I can see is holding the Clinton campaign accountable. Now, I'm so frustrated, and Greg Jarrett chronicles it perfectly today. Hillary Clinton was the mastermind behind the Trump-Russia collusion hoax and yet may never face justice. He writes, the goal of the Clinton campaign was to generate an inference or narrative that Trump was colluding with Russia, then feed the phony dossier, the information, to the FBI to trigger an investigation of Donald Trump. Well, the cyber sleuths co uh, co covertly excuse me, penetrated the servers without authorization. Once inside, they commandeered innocuous information and peddled it as nefarious back-channel communications between Trump and the Kremlin-linked financial institution, Alpha Bank. It was insinuated that Trump and his associates were secretly communicating with Russia. Naturally, the media was tipped off and went full throttle with wild claims that Trump was a Russian asset. Yet in reality, much of the tech companies 
pilfered information turned out to be routine internet traffic such as computer generated and automated advertising that came from a mass marketing email company that located its servers in Trump Tower. Shockingly, the intrusions continued when the new president moved into the White House, but no evidence of Russian collusion was discovered because, again, it was, after all, a cunning hoax conjured up by Hillary Clinton and her acolytes. So he says that brings us to the present. Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman has been criminally charged with lying to the FBI about the Alpha Bank fiction. In a court filing last Friday, Durham offered the appalling new details of how Trump was the victim of the secret surveillance. You know, more, and now he writes more indictments could be forthcoming for various of uh, felonious conduct, obviously committing felonies. It is a crime to provide a law enforcement agency such as the FBI with knowingly false information. Specific charges might include the making of false statements as well as fraud. Now, if two or more people were involved, it would constitute a conspiracy to defraud the government under 18 U.S.C. 371. That, by the way, that law, folks, conspiracy to commit offense or to defraud the United States, if two, this is right from the law, what the law reads, again, 18 U.S.C. 371, if two or more persons conspire either to commit an offense against the United States or to defraud the United States or any agency thereof in any manner or for any purpose, and one or more of such persons do not act to affect the object of the conspiracy, each shall be fined under this title or imprisoned. Now, folks, don't hold your breath on that one. The activity described by Durham also bears close resemblance to the crime of computer fraud and abuse under 18 U.S.C. 1030, which is fraud and related activity in connection with computers. He says, as well with any organized criminal exercise, it is exceedingly difficult to nab the person at the top. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Rotten Clinton, is no different. She carried out her machinist, uh, you know, machinist uh, ways in this smart and clever, cunning way that she did. She had others do her dirty work for her and maintained a distance separated through an elaborate chain of people. It was akin to a money laundering scheme, except dirty information was being washed. He writes, unless people in the chain break their silence and implicate Hillary, and you know what happens when people know too much and, and go against the Clintons, folks, she will likely escape culpability. Evidence of her role has slowly emerged from declassified documents. It was July 26, 2016, when Clinton personally approved the plot to vilify Trump with the bogus collusion claims, according to CIA documents. Again, folks, remember, Hillary Clinton was going to stir up a scandal connecting Trump to Russia. Now, he says the genesis of the smear came from Hillary herself as a strategy to distract, hmm, what was going on in 2016? Oh, that's right, her own email scandal. Two days later, President Barack Hussein was alerted but appears to have done nothing except keep the matter concealed. And again, folks, of course he knew. Of course he knew. January 5th, 2017, he was calling the meeting. Remember, remember by the way, Barack Hussein Obama, October 21st of 2016, was saying, oh, Donald Trump better just stop whining. There's no evidence of interference, he was saying. 
even though they knew that if you know Donald Trump lost, that they were going to run, that this was going on behind the scenes. Now, intelligence officials then sent an investigative referral on Clinton to then FBI Director James Comey and his deputy Peter Strzok. Predictably, though, hmm, it was buried. Make no mistake, it was Clinton who invented the elaborate collusion hoax financed it and directed the process by which it would be circulated to the media and then the FBI. Her false claims were then disseminated by a cadre of cronies and dirty tricksters working secretly in the shadows. He says, John Durham's now immense challenge is to unravel Hillary Clinton's web of deceit. And I just say, God bless him. I really do. I say, God bless him. I am so frustrated that Hillary Clinton is just fine as we speak. I really am, folks. I really and that obviously not in a dangerous sense, but that no one that it's it, it she will it probably never be held accountable for spying on her opponent's campaign and then her opponent's you know time as president. It's, it's just ridiculous, folks. If a Republican did this, they'd be in jail as we speak. Now, as far as presidents go, Here's ours today, uh, Joe Unity Biden, saying to county leaders earlier, you've been critical partners since day one on masking, texting, and vaccinations. What? Masking, texting, he said it like two or three times because he's going to get it right, to texting uh, and, and vaccinations. Texting, what? Well, Joe, what are you talking about? Then, oh, this was great. Then he claimed that he that the, the federal child tax credit existed when he was a kid. Well, the child tax credit was created in 1997. Joe wasn't a kid. He was 54 years old in 97. Then he told this story about putting a dead dog on a random woman's doorstep, a constituent of his. Now, if you go back just to last year, National Association of Counties, headline here, Biden. Harris's roots lie in county government. So he said, remember, today, literally earlier today, said that he put this dead dog on this woman's steps because the woman was yelling at him. Well, current Newcastle County Executive Matt Meyer recalled a story during the December NACO boards of board of directors meetings that Biden had told him about his time as a council member when a constituent issue or insisted a dead animal immediately be removed from her street. Biden arrived in a pickup truck and removed the animal himself that night. Oh, okay, so I guess Joe didn't put a dead dog on a woman's doorstep. I mean, it's just so embarrassing. And by the way, with tomorrow being supposedly invasion day for Ukraine, Jen Psaki was asked today, why is the administration encouraging Americans who are fleeing Ukraine through Poland to bring COVID vaccination record? You know, basically saying here we've been vaccinated when Poland doesn't even require that. And as per usual, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, chief propagandist, had no answer as well. I mean, folks, the, the only way I can describe myself is frustrated today. I really am. Anyway, we're in the 701st day of slowing the spread. The Joe Unity Biden administration now has 1,069 LOL days left for all of us to endure.